At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Let me introduce you to SafeCubbies.com. SafeCubbies.com offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your office space into a safe, workable, and functional environment. Their cubicles, dividers, and modular workplace systems can be customized with graphic branding, sneeze guards, whiteboards, acrylic sheets, and magnetic panels. Most importantly, most of the surfaces are made of non-porous materials which make for easy cleaning. Adding to the professional series, there are private room solutions as well as their classroom series. SafeCubbies.com is a local company with over 15 years experience working with the nation's leading modular display manufacturers. Give them a call at 754-216-1071 or visit them online at SafeCubbies.com. Once again, that number is 754-216-1071 for SafeCubbies.com. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast, You Break Wheel Repair and Remanufacturing Company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched? Renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They'll also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U-Break Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at U, that's the letter U, Break Wheel Fix. That is U, Break Wheel, W-H-E-E-L, Fix. For information, call 305-748-0112 or you can also visit them on the web at ubreakwheelfix.com. That number again is 305-748-0112. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to Three Yards with Carrie. It's been a while, and when I say a while, it's been two weeks, exactly. But we do have Simon Clancy here. We do have Chris Kaufman. I'm Alfredo Aitiaga, and let me introduce you to our latest sponsor. It's a beer company. Now, Simon can't get this beer. It's Biscayne Bay Brewing Company, because Instacart doesn't go to London. At least it doesn't go overseas. And I don't know if I can mail him bottles of beer i don't know if they'll get there i don't even know if that's legal but evidently it will get to tampa eventually oh eventually eventually okay but for now you can get it at Publix, at total wine you can even get it on instacart you can have it delivered to your door 
Okay. I've tried most of their beers. I haven't tried their tropical IPA yet, but supposedly it's really, really good. I like their Saison, which is a pale wheat Belgian yeast beer. And I've tried their Marlins Lager, you know, you know, never mind what's happening with the Marlins right now, but their beer is very good. And their Miami Pale Ale is also very good. So we finally have a beer sponsor, but two of you can't drink any of it right now. But we are grateful to have them on the show. So it's been an eventful two weeks, to say the least, meaning nothing's really happened, but it's starting to pick up a little bit. You know, yesterday, Tua shows up and Chris is sending me these texts, these cryptic texts, uh, like saying, is this concerning? Uh, He was walking with flip-flops and he had like a noticeable limp, kind of. I don't know. I thought he was walking funny. You thought he was walking funny? I thought it was weird. Somebody somebody was mentioning like it was weird how he was doing that little hover thing over the over the handrail, I thought it was a heady play, you know, in the COVID era. You know, you don't want to be touching handrails indiscriminately. So, I don't know. Did you see it, Simon? Were you concerned by the video of our savior showing up to camp? Uh, I couldn't have given less of a shit. (laughs) I saw it, but it's just like, I I couldn't care less. I mean, I've seen him be working out. I've been following his trainer on Instagram and seeing him work out and he was probably just, I mean, you couldn't see what his feet were doing anyway, so I, I genuinely couldn't care less. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, what was his hand doing? I mean, his hand, his hand was just like in his pocket, like in a very weird way. I was just like, is he, is he just, is he grabbing himself? Like, <laughs> Maybe. Just touching himself. You know? We all need a little comfort every now and again. Has anybody seen Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way? I haven't seen him. Have, have we seen is any he, video? Do we know if he... Is, there, is he missing? Like, is, is there some reason we should worry about this? I don't know. Like, Tua's, Tua's limping and Ryan Fitzpatrick is off in some other land? I think we're being prepared for something because if you've noticed the last three days... And, there's and been Josh Rosen inherits the, uh, inherits the world. There's been these stories going around saying, hey, don't... You know, don't don't be surprised if Tua starts day one because oh. yeah, he's been around. It's not happening. It's absolutely not happening. There's been no mini camp, no nothing. They're not going to start playing for three weeks. There's zero percent chance unless Fitzpatrick gets. They're not even going to do a preseason, are they? <laughs> no, no. So. there's no yeah, chance. They, they cancelled it. There is so little chance of rookies having a massive impact this year. I just think people are totally taking, you know, looking at. Oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to. It's not going to be fine. These kids have had nothing. They've had Zoom chats. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I don't. I don't agree about the rookies thing, though. Like, oh, rookies aren't going to be massive contributors this year. I mean, look how look how few rookies contribute, even when there's a full year. You're going to see more turnover this year in the in the starting rosters than you know, like but only because like how of, Miami was last year. But only because of coronavirus, not for exactly not for though. Else. But I mean, that's that's the point. I mean, the, you're going to see more turnover in, in the starting rosters and the, the overall active game day than you've seen, you know, maybe ever. And uh, like last year with Miami, like everybody's going to be like that. So you're going to see a lot of rookies out on that field. I just, I just, I just disagree that the rookies aren't going to make an impact. I think this is going to be oh, they, a year they, where they'll play. Be out they, there. Won't make, they won't make an impact. 
Now, what do you say to this? Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't been in camp or in Miami, for that matter, for months. Tuatunga Bailoa has been here for a couple of months and working out with Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams, a little bit with uh, Albert Wilson. Doesn't he have a leg up, so to speak, on Ryan Fitzpatrick for the starting job? No, of (laughs) course he doesn't. Are you pissed? Of course he oh. doesn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick is like 42 years old. This is like his 20th NFL season. He's played with these guys. Just because, I mean, we all want to anoint Tua, but let's just pump the brakes a little bit on... on. Of course, I, no, he doesn't have a leg up on anybody. It's mad. You're drunk. You need to lay off that Biscayne beer. Seriously. I I, I I think you I I don't know about leg up, but I'll. That's, <laughs> since when is Ryan Fitzpatrick unbeatable? I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy could barely even could barely even beat Josh Rosen in camp last year. It came down to a decision, like at the last minute, and and guess in like two weeks like, two into it, they reversed that decision. The and they, and they played Josh Rosen. Yeah, but the, I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, if if Josh Rosen could could bring him to a decision, fifteen rounds. Then, so we uh, reckon when, when's, op- when's opening day of the season? September fifth or something? Is it September eleventh? Something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. So the first, so the first actual practice, the mm-hmm. first actual practice is three weeks from next Tuesday. So we think that is that right? Tundra- yeah, I haven't been paying There's attention no, to the actual practice. No opening day practices. is September thirteenth. How did they? How did they okay, just? September how 15th. did they just report? Didn't they just report today? Well, though? because. Yeah, they reported, but they've got two weeks worth of corona. Yeah, from Tuesday, all veterans return, but there's two weeks of corona testing every day, and it's literally just weight room workouts and classroom workouts. There's no on-field activity whatsoever. In the third week, there's non-padded practice, which begins, and then finally, three weeks from next Tuesday is when the first actual practice starts. The first live bullets don't start for another three weeks. So training camp starts, in inverted commas, but nobody's doing anything for three weeks. And yet we think that within what, 15, 17 days that two is all of a sudden going to be the start. It's not going to happen. Well, so half the work is done in the classroom though. So if they've got classroom work during this period, then that's, then that's a, that's a big deal because that's exactly where Tua could start to impress them. But he needs to impress them on the field, surely. Mm. Surely I mean, he does. But, but I mean, let's not, let's not pretend that, uh, that, you know, is that Ryan Fitzpatrick is some monolith here. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, this guy, this guy is uh, in, inconsistent at best career. Okay. He barely hung on to the job against Josh Rosen in camp last year. And Josh Rosen was not good. And, uh, and then, you know, two, two games into the season, he lost that job to Josh Rosen and he only got it back because Josh Rosen and the offense really, you know, sucked. I mean, I, I think I think this coaching staff. People are underestimating this. People are underestimating Ryan, Brian Flores and how quick on the trigger he is to throw a young guy out there if he's shown something in practice, shown some things they like. Because he is he is constantly flipping through these guys to see if something just like clicks. And we uh, think a and, guy who hasn't thrown a ball since October the sixteenth is all of a sudden in less than two weeks of uh, of practice, of which there may not be any hitting at all. Because that's still got to be decided. We think that he's just quarterbacks don't get hit anyway, right? So we think that in two in practice, a guy who hasn't thrown a ball for almost a year in any sort of live environment. It's not almost. It's, it's not almost a year. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's only thrown a ball in December. It's not some. He's not some great 
So, but he's also so, not coming so off very a, much ahead. He's also not coming off a massive, potentially career-threatening, career-ending injury. Well, except for if, the fact he's forty-two Tua, years Tua, old. I tell you what. I tell you what. If Tua starts week one and it's not by injury, I'll give you both five hundred dollars. Well, I'll, I'll take that one. And and if <laughs> and yeah. And I won't even expect anything in return other than an apology from both of you Bellens. <laughs> Fucking two weeks. Yeah, he's gonna I'll take two mine weeks. It'll be, fine. It'll be fine. Two weeks. I'm, I'm man, it. I'm I'd, why doesn't I'll he take, I tell you what, here's an idea. Why doesn't, bother, why doesn't Tua not bother coming to training camp and just turn up on opening day and just we'll just throw him in? Fuck it. Well, Fuck evidently that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick's trying to do. Yeah. Fuck training camp. I mean he, we, let's day let's put him in the Hall of Fame already. Let's take him to Canton and and we can start the season there and we can fly him directly from Canton to the opening game and then he can play. No training. Putting him, putting him above a 42-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick is deifying that. the man? Really? Is that, that. That's, that's how low this bar is? Let's, let's <laughs> what do is that. Tua, why does Tua even have to play? Why not just go to Canton, you know? Just pick up the jacket already, right? Yeah, I mean, seems like that's what we're ready to do. <laughs> so let's just do that. Let's just this, do that. This this all or nothing bullshit. Like you're acting Let's like Ryan Fitzpatrick is a god. Okay, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick acting, is a nobody. I'm just. I, I, it's a fairly basic understanding that unless something dramatic happens, Fitzpatrick is going to start the season. A kid yeah, most played, likely. Kid who won't have yeah. practiced for will have practiced for two weeks and not thrown a ball in almost a year, and had a catastrophic injury, is not going to start. I, I I would not declare that at all. I mean, I, I okay, do think cool. Fitzpatrick has the lead in that one, and I think it's most likely going to be Fitzpatrick on day one. But, I mean, if if Tua starts on week one, how, how could we really be surprised about that? Can we I would re- be fucking astonished. Like, astonished. I would not <laughs> threat, I would not offer to give you $1,000 if I didn't think it would be the most astonishing <laughs> thing I'd ever heard. If monkeys flew out of my asshole tomorrow morning when I woke up out of bed, I'd be less surprised than I would if to a start. Well, can we one. agree on this? Well, you did Patrick have COVID. To, I don't know if that's a... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a, can we agree on this? Ryan Fitzpatrick has to win to keep his job. And I would say in the first four weeks, if he's 0-4, I think Tua's playing week five. I think if he's 0-2, Tua's end up playing. Yeah, that's possible too. Well, I think he has to okay. win, no? He has to win Here's to keep scenario- his job. Here's a scenario for you. What happens, let's say the opening day offensive line is Jackson... Uh, um, Flowers, uh, Larson, Davis, Hunt. Yeah. What happens if Jackson? I mean, let, let's just say, for argument's sake, what what happens if Jackson, Hunt, Davis, and Larson all get coronavirus and have to sit out for two weeks? Are you happy with two uh, behind that? Knowing that he's the long no, of course, nor would I be. I wouldn't be happy with 94-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm more happy to give Ryan Fitzpatrick's body up behind a make-peace offensive line because four guys have gone down with coronavirus than I'm making sure that, that our 15-year future, who is coming off an injury and hasn't had a hit since October, is, is playing behind this make-peace offensive line of Julian Davenport, Brian Flores' mum, you know, Chan Gailey's cat, Albert if, Wilson. Okay, okay. Well, let me uh, right tackle. Answer me this though: What if Ryan Fitzpatrick opts out? Opts out? What? Well, Josh Rosen. Do you? Do you? You know, you you're not confident in the offensive line, so you put Josh Rosen out there to get beat up instead of Tua. 
I mean, you drafted Tua for a reason. It's not to have get you... beaten up by a coronavirus infected offensive line. That's what you put Josh Rosen out there for. And then you I mean, you also Rudolph you also drafted Tua to try to actually win the season. Yeah, I but mean, also, that's... yeah, for sure. But I mean, let's be realistic. They're not going to stick him out behind a make piece offensive line of which Chan Gailey's mum is playing center. Because <laughs> if he gets one, you know, what happens if what would happen? Do you think? What would the narrative be if on the third play of his career behind an offensive line that is you, me, and, and Alf could probably play <laughs> and at least get a quarter and he gets his career's ended? What do you think the narrative would be behind that? I mean, it makes no sense. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. Yes, let's do that. I think, well, speaking of opting out, pretty much everybody on the Patriots have opted out, right? Yes, and I was going over that that list of all the teams and every player, and there's some notable players like Michael Pierce, but you know he has a pre-existing condition. He has a respiratory problem, so it would make sense that he would opt out this season. Everybody else's roster, like their opt-outs are like two or three guys, and some of them I don't even recognize. These are notable players on the Patriots. Like, this is a really weak Patriot team. If you compare it from last year, it's missing, what, 13 starters now? Because six have opted awful. out in the last day? Was it six? It's six yeah. total that, they, that have opted I mean, out. It's, and out of it's the essentially th- three, it's three starters. Right, three yeah, starters. You know. Six okay, total. Okay, so three guys, three guys that matter. And Marcus Cannon is the, probably the most important. Cannon's the most important. Then really? Chung. Because Patrick, Patrick Chung and Dante, Dante Hightower is the most important, right? Well, except they've been so banged up with injury. I mean, yeah. you know, Chung is a walking, you know, I mean, Hightower's a walking ER room. And I was talking to my Patriots mate two hours ago. He was like, look, Chung's a great player, but A, he's old, and B, he's always hurt. You know, he just plays hurt the whole time. But, you know, I mean, they're going to have to get a lot of mileage out of Joe Juan Williams and, you know, Josh Uche and players like that. But I still think the Patriots have, you know, he and I were chatting earlier on it. You know, I don't think if people are like, oh, they're tanky for Trevor now. I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I think Cam I think Newton is win. the perfect beard. I think they yeah. could be tanking for Trevor. He's the perfect beard. Like he's hiding uh, it. Like they're, they, they, you see what they paid him? Nothing. I didn't actually. His contract is nothing. I mean, it is, it is embarrassing, the contract. I mean, it's, a, we'll, we'll look it up right now, but it's like, they don't don't even get um don't even get fooled by the sticker value because you know it's hidden in there is like a bunch of it's a base of 1.05 million dollars <laughs> are you fucking kidding me but he can't reach seven and a half if he reaches yeah like, yeah he can reach that so are they i think i think or wins i think this stars? is i think this is just a beard to cover the tank for trevor thing i i i believe it's happening I don't put it past them. And I, I, if there's a, you said it, you said it best. If there's a team that's going to blatantly just do it, you know, and throw yeah. it in everybody else's faces, like, hey, look at us. <laughs> you know, we're going to try to lose every single game this year. It like, could what? Be- you're going to criticize us for losing? Yeah. <laughs> everybody loses. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that a team with Cam Newton, Sonia Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead, Julian Edelman, Akil Harry, Marquise Lee, Mo Sanu, Matt Slater, do you know what I mean? Chase mm-hmm. Winovich, Dietrich Wise, John Simon, Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, Isaiah Wynn, Joe Tooney. 
Shaq Dietrich Mason. Wise, they cut him. Uh, he's listed on the. Uh, he's listed Didn't on the they cut him? roster. I don't know. He's listed on the roster here. David Andrews. I was surprised. Javon I was Bennett. surprised Miami didn't uh, didn't grab him. Yeah, Josh Uche, you know, Duga, Stefan Gilmore, J- I mean Gilmore, JC Jackson, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, Adrian Phillips was a great pickup. I I, I, I struggle I to think that they're I struggle to think that they're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence race, personally. Hmm. I mean, Dietrich Wise was not cut. I was thinking of somebody else. I guess. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> First, first of many. <laughs> well, Simon, you took you took a giant dump on a. On just a flexing that one out, like you know, let's try this one. Let's try okay. this out. See how it sounds. Yeah, you took a di- giant dump. In my opinion, an unnecessary dump on a what was a nothing trade for Adam Shaheen. Why? What? Where's your your objection to this trade? Like it's. My, my objection, Alf, is uh, three years of doing absolutely fuck all. Um, what happened on whenever the trade was announced, Saturday night or Sunday night, was that loads of people who hadn't seen Adam Shaheen either in college or for the Bears because they paid zero attention and only saw him run fast at the combine and jump up and down high, um, suddenly thought that we'd sign Keith it was Jackson. real high, though. <laughs> yeah, it was real high. Um, I even had a guy message me on Twitter after I said that it wasn't a particularly good trade. Oh, it was, he wasn't a particularly good player to say, did you know that he caught 16 touchdowns as a senior? (laughs) And I was like, did you know that he caught them against Ferris State, Northwood, and the University of South Tiffin whilst playing for Division II Ashland University? As the dominating... What's the mascot in the Great Great Lakes? (laughs) I actually looked it up the other night at the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Oh, the GLIAC. Um, yeah, the Gliak. Um, his best season in the NFL was 12 catches for 129 yards. He can't stay healthy. I mean, he's got a, he had a chest injury, a foot injury. And uh, if you read the guys at the Chicago Tribune, they say that he uh, looks like he, he has a sort of long-term back injury that's never got healthy. Um, he's been absolutely AIDS since he uh, played. And the fact that we gave him a seventh-round pick, conditional seventh-round pick, I might add, makes Chris Greer look an absolute bellend. Frankly. You know how many, it's you know so, how many it's catches Smith has, though, in his, in his two-year career? Yeah, I don't care. 13. I don't care. It's one more than, than Adam Shaheen had in his best ever season as a second-round pick. Talked about as the, the next... He was called Mini Gronk by the Chicago <laughs> yeah. Papers and yeah, by NFL.com. Mini Gronk. And he wouldn't even... Rob Gronkowski's mum would have had a better NFL career. <laughs> Mini Gronk. Fuck me. <laughs> I think people are just remembering him from, from yeah, like you said, the combine. From the combine. That's exactly what they remember him from because they don't know anything else because 95% <laughs> of people don't watch football beyond their own team. That's true. I'm not, I'm not being critical of people. It's a true fact. Yeah. I watch less and less football now that I watch Red Zone than I did. I watch more football, yet I, I take in less because I end up watching Red Zone. Most people do. So all you ever see, it, mm. you know, is highlights. I don't actually, you know, for 20, 25 years, I used to watch a game at six o'clock, a game at nine o'clock, or a game at one and a game at four for you guys, the, the late <laughs> game the, the, and, the, and the Monday night game, you know, and you watched a game in its entirety. One of those obviously would be the Dolphins, but you'd watch three other games as a whole. And across 16 weeks of the season, you'd end up seeing every team pretty much once, most teams two or three times, plus the playoffs. So that just doesn't happen anymore. 
So it's not yeah. a criticism of fandom. Time it's just that. the way that, yeah, who has time for that anymore? I don't. You know, that, it's that snackable kind of red zone content that you could also, we're always on, so we're on, we're tweeting each other and we're, what a catch that was and blah, blah, blah. And you're in WhatsApp groups. You know what we're like on a Sunday night. Did you see that catch? Did you see this? Have you just seen that? Blah, blah, blah. Half the time, I'm not even looking at the TV because I'm too busy texting you pricks. So, <laughs> you know. True story. But, I don't think he's, don't he's, not bad, he's not a bad player. I mean, I looked, I, I looked at him and I watched three games of his from 2019. And uh, he's, he's really not a bad player. Um, you know, he didn't do anything. I think that offense – that offense, it's it's pretty clear they want. I mean, it was it was never a good fit for um for Nagy's offense. I mean, they they want like Trey Burton, they want a Trey Burton guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's just not going to work out for Shaheen being what he is, which is more a real you know what they hoped it would be was a real wide tight end. That's why they call him like Baby Gronk and all that bullshit because you know he's a he's a real wide tight end, and it, it just so happens that. He came out six foot six and two hundred seventy eight pounds, and he's also really athletic for that. So he's really strong because he's got all that meat on him. But um, but he's really he's he's very athletic and uh, and moves well. So he is, um, he's gone from a he's gone from a Y tight end to a Y Y <laughs> tight end. You know, I've got some well, great content here for you guys. By the way, yeah, just you're, you're, you're just you're just belting it out here. <laughs> no, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is the Gleak mascots, okay? Okay. Bald, all right, all right. Baldwin Wallace's uni- Baldwin Wallace University. Their mascot is called. Any guesses? Mm. I mean, you never fucking guess it, so I might as well just tell you. You're wait, wait, the, get Al- the Alex, the Alex, no, the Baldwin called, brothers, the Baldwin it's brothers. Called, <laughs> it's called Stigger the Yellow Jacket. St- I mean, who knew? <laughs> Tiffin University. Tiffin, yes, this is the one I wanted to know. They're the dragons. Um, <laughs> this, the University of Findlay, who are in the Gleak oh, and who, who Adam Shaheen had two touchdowns against. Can you name a Findlay player? Uh, no. Could I you? didn't know that, that that school existed. Derek the Euler is the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, great, that's a great mascot. And Bowling Green State oh, University... Bowling Green State oh, well, yeah, we, we know that one. That's yeah, because they bowling. Got, they are they are no. This is Bowling Green State. It's different. These no, BG, guys, BGSU. They're, they're they're the same. It's Bowling Green, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, it's a different. No. It's not. No, it's a different no. school. Yeah, <laughs> it's a totally different. Oh shit! Well, yeah. I'm, I'm way um, up here. <laughs> they are they are appreciative of the year 2020 and of the Me Too era because they have Freddie and Frida Falcon. <laughs> Oh, but Ashland University's mascot is what? Um, uh, the baby grunts, the beggars. <laughs> the beggars would probably be better than Tuffy the Eagle. Tuffy the Eagle. <laughs> Tuffy the Eagle. That's the wankest name I've ever heard. Hey, you know, you know who else is from the Gleak though? Who? Ryan Finley. Our boy Zach Sealer. No, our boy Zach oh, yeah, Sealer. Yeah. yeah, he'll be he, he'll be a contributor. Yeah, he's from the Gleak. He is from you, the Gleak. Yeah, you know who I fear might not be a contributor? Xavier Howard. He's back on the pup. Uh, they teased us by showing us him changing directions and running around 
in his underwear on on the Davy Field, and the next day he's gonna start evidently camp on the pup list. If he were healthy, I'd I'd still suggest that uh, that he might be traded. But who's gonna who's gonna give up that ransom for him? He, he you know can't get on the field. odds that he plays sixteen games this year. I think are zero. Uh, I was gonna say, can we have a legitimate conversation about whether or not Xavier Howard is done as an NFL player? Mm. Or he's just going to show up like two or three games a year to play well and then disappear again. But at what point on that $75 million contract did two or three games a year turn into, we just can't afford this? <laughs> yes. I mean, that, seriously. Yeah. Like, it's like this is the make or break year. Like, uh, he has to actually contribute something this year, and they still might tra- try to trade him. You know, it, it might be one of those things where if, if you get lucky and you get 14 games out of them, you might have to have a long conversation and say, you know what, maybe it's time to cash him in and get whatever we can get for him in the off season. Because if Noah Igbenogane shows up in the first, even in the first year, which I've already dismissed because rookies are shit, but if he does show up in the first year, uh, at some point there's got to be a fairly legitimate conversation that you've got to move on. If he's not, I think that that's a position. That's a position. That's tough. I think that, I think that Brian, knowing Brian Flores, he's going to play him, but that is a position that's going to be real uh, of any position to be real, uh, a real impact and be a good player at corner in the first year. It's going to be super hard. Yeah, and and if and if you've noticed, uh, there was a good piece written on, I believe Joe Chad wrote it on Rashad Jones, and we knew Rashad Jones was completely falling apart, but we had no idea of the scope of the injuries that he was going through last mm-hmm. year. Like, you know, we probably don't know what's really going on with Xavier Howard either. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, you know, you hear things, but yeah. Yeah. But we don't know. Like we knew that Rashad Jones was, you know, pretty screwed up. We didn't know that he had what of some doctors were, were considering career threatening injuries last year. We just thought that he was just, you know, chronically injured. We didn't know that he had, like, what are essentially career-ending injuries, especially to his neck, Yeah. you know? So, you know, the, we end up learning things as these guys leave. And it could be the same thing with Xavier Howard. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence. They, they plumped up a bunch of money for Byron Jones. Yeah. yeah, and I'm afraid that everybody has it dancing in their heads, having those two guys out there together. It's, it could be that we see we have Xavier Howard do the same thing that he's done as of late, which is show up for three, four games, have a really good one, like he did last year against the Steelers. And then at the end of the year, we're figuring out, okay, what, what are we going to do here? Well, he's, he'll be Clearly, fun when he plays. Yes. Yeah. Clearly that knee injury was – that the knee operation was significantly more serious than we were told because we were told it was a clean-up, right? Yeah, scope. It's been, it's been – it's been eight months. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, you're not struggling after eight months. That's a tear, isn't it? I mean, it might not be the ACL, but it might be an MCL or a PCL, but it's a tear, mm-hmm. surely. There can't be anything else. Or he, he dislocated his kneecap or something like that, because but, but, there can't be anything else. But yeah. that, you know, the fact that it's eight months and he still can't, that is not a good sign, tear or not. Speaking of not a good sign, Cordero uh, Tankersley's most notable moment as a Miami Dolphin is that in coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coronavirus. Ouch. And 
you know, it's it's a shame. Like, uh, like, what do we get out of him? It was what a couple of games where he flashed, right? That Atlanta wasn't, game wasn't a third round pick. Yeah, mm. it was a third round uh, pick and a pretty damn good career at Clemson. Yeah, he had a damn good career at Clemson. That's mm. and but, he's a damn good athlete. It's not like he fails because he's you know just not cut out. Start if I'm correct, the game where they defeated the Falcons on Rashad Jones interception, and he played a bang up game that day against pretty good skill position players. Then he did, he had a good game against the uh, the Saints, but was that preseason or regular season? I can't can't remember. Um, I remember even Drew Brees was like, you know, giving him giving him love for it. Oh, that was the game in, was in London, I believe. That was preseason. Okay. Or was it in preseason? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I do know that he played well against Atlanta. And everything was pointing up until that mm-hmm. fateful day where <laughs> Matt Burke basically uh, told you guys, he said, we got five and we don't got six. And he wasn't counting Guardia Tankersley in his five. So, you know, one defensive coordinator – put him on his shit list and evidently he stayed there mm. you know it's a shame well we'll see and you know how quickly he comes back from the covid thing um what's in is there a mandatory is it like two weeks or three weeks or two something weeks. like that yeah it's two, two weeks. weeks so yeah i was reading the protocol i posted the uh judy batista wrote a great piece and once you test positive <laughs> you get retested and retested it's basically three tests you have to pass mm. to come back so you know, they, they have a pretty good protocol. I don't know if, you know, I think a bubble is wise. I think the PGA has shown that they can isolate a good number of people. And if you consider the NFL, at least an NFL season for one team, 16 separate uh, week-long event, events, then the PGA model is probably the best that they can follow. But as we can tell, they're not doing that bubble the way they're doing it. They're doing yeah. it a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get a, get off into this subject because we have to kind of pretend that football is going to happen. But, I mean, the, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying anything. It's not happening. <laughs> no, I think I – think Oh, no wonder you're taking that to a bet in week one. I think some you know, of it – You don't know, even think week one happens. Yeah, I don't – college football – I mean, college football is done. That will yeah. not happen this year. There's a 0.0% chance that college football happens. I think the NFL is slightly different, but I think that what happened with the Marlins is pretty worrying. And I would strongly, re- I would strongly suggest, and this is educated guesswork, that there is a scenario in which division rivalries go out of the window for a season, for a single season, and that they play a, a truncated eight-game season where Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta play. So there's not a huge amount of travel. You know, the New York, New England, mm. Chicago, Green Bay, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and then West Coast, Arizona, you know, whatever, Arizona, Las Vegas, LA, San Diego, or whatever they were, 49ers, it's at Seattle. Well, just educate me for a moment. What's the what's the big deal with the what's the big deal with the travel? I mean, because because here's here's what I'm thinking here. Uh, nobody in Florida is right now is going to travel to somewhere where coronavirus is worse. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. it's 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 like. It's like, I hear this sometimes of like you you get referred to a test and uh, if you're going to a university if you if you you're coming from um, from another country or if you're coming from uh, from you know somewhere where coronavirus is 
What's weird about rampant? By the way, you're coming to Florida. Yeah, we're coming to Florida. It's not more rampant anywhere other than Florida. Yeah, just about anywhere in the world. Yeah, and what's weird about the Marlins is that they're the only team that has like an outbreak, and they went to Atlanta to go get it. So. Yeah, I, I no, I I guarantee they brought it to Atlanta. Yeah, you think? I think they did as well. Yeah, I, they they came from the worst hot spot in the world, just about, and went to about or, the third worst. <laughs> did they fly? Did they fly to Atlanta? Well, I mean that. Yeah, if, so somebody brought it with them. You know, yeah, it could have been an air stewardess. It could have been a yeah, exactly. It could have been a cleaner on the fly. It could have been anybody. Yep. Well, it could have yeah. been. It could have been one of them on the flight. Yeah, exactly. Like infecting everybody. I mean, infecting one or more of them. But I mean, it's it, the idea. It's it's just so strange to me. This it's like people have this blind eye to what's going on in Florida. They're they're like, ah, oh, they go, you know, this traveling thing. They they go somewhere and they got. It. I was like, no, dipshits. We're the ones bringing it to other people right now. I mean, it is rampant in a lot of different places in in, in the country right now. But but none worse, I think, than Florida. Mm-hmm. No, and on that note, I guess we're done for this week. We will talk to you guys again next week. Uh, Brian Flores will meet the media tomorrow. I wonder what he's going to talk about. I'm going to be in that conference call, so I will ask him about Xavier Howard, or at least I'll try to ask him about Xavier Howard. But we might have ask him what ask him what he thinks about 500 quid for um for two starting in week one. Hey, he doesn't strike that. me as the guy to play inferior players. I've said that before. And I don't know. Uh, he's going to, you know, he has to win games, right? I don't think he's thinking about 2021. He's thinking about winning some games in 2020, especially looking That's at right. what's happening. Ask him where Patrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is and how much cake he's eating. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to see Ryan Fitzpatrick to see if he's 330 pounds or so. So. You know, it's I'm getting, be- I'm getting like, I'm, by the end of this, by the end of this quarantine, I might have, you know, I might rival Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But by next week, we might have some reports, maybe, maybe not of actual, like, you know, balls being thrown in the air and people catching. I think them. The, the, there's a photo of, of Fitzpatrick turning up to the facility in a Hawaiian shirt and a face mask. Oh, really? He looks fat. He looks He's fat. Got a belly. <laughs> got a belly. Man, he eats a lot of cake in the off season. Yeah, yeah. you know he doesn't look fat. That's a that's that's right. All right. Well, maybe he's just hiding that thousand dollars. <laughs> we shall see. You know, but like I said, Brian Flores does not strike me as the guy to play inferior players. He just won't do it. But we shall see. Maybe by next week we'll have some reports of what these guys actually look like working out out there at, at Davey. What's going to be when you, fun work, ju- when you say working out, though, you mean lifting weights? Yeah. No, like, yeah. You know, what's going to be fun is when Josh Rosen becomes the quarantine quarterback, like, yeah. and he just, he just has to stay by himself where <laughs> the whole time locked in a room. He's going to be like, um, he's going to be like um, Pablo Escobar in season two of Narcos when he's just sort of stood around <laughs> on his, uh, in his empty swimming just pool. Just like puttering around. <laughs> Sat on the swing on his own. <laughs> Throws a football to nobody. Yeah, it just bounces three or four times and then just comes to a standstill. He just looks about and there's nothing happening. Oh, Jakeem Grant, by the way, looks big. He's he's gained some weight. <laughs> yeah, he's now five foot four and 180 pounds. <laughs> yes. Well, all right, guys. 
<laughs> he got huge. Yeah, what a big, what a big lad he is. He's up to five foot two. He's now officially not an Oompa Loompa anymore. He has like marks in the kitchen, like you know, like on the on the wall, like, <laughs> like you do with kids. Yeah. <laughs> His wife's like, "Congratulations, Jakeem! You're now five foot two. You got large." I All think right. his wife's Cardi B, based on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. but yeah, based on that, on that accent that you just displayed, yeah, that's yeah. I'm not even sure what that was. That, it was, that was like a Mrs. mix Grant. of Cardi B and Mrs. That was, Steven. That was Southern Hispanic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, all right. We will talk to you guys again next week. That's it. There is no more. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.